I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey. Hi. It's Friday. It's Bridge the Divide Friday. And we are coming to you live from CPL Radio. We're out. In a very socially distanced fashion. We did. I wish that we had a picture. This is fantastic. I'll take a picture. Okay. We have to. This is a fantastic setup. We I, are. I feel safe. Many feet apart from yes. each other at our own tables. Yes. But that we, also means I can't kick you under the table or like elbow you or something. <laughs> I'm safe. Dang it. <laughs> but we couldn't, we couldn't not have a podcast anymore because yeah. there's just way too much in the news and we needed to get together and talk about it with each other and hopefully with all of you, because in the midst of COVID, which has been our main news story for mm-hmm. good reason for a long time, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really impactful things coming out in the news too that are hard to believe yeah. and not hard to believe. Right. And we want to talk through them. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? What questions do you have? What are you seeing? Are these, what are these trends indicate about America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't even get to decompress about the letter that we got no. to the family in Cedarburg. We didn't even get to talk about that. And so that was, that's another thing that's a couple months ago, but it just adds to the overall, oh my goodness, what's happening. And And I do have to say that, and lots of people will say that it's not, it's not new, these things aren't new for people who've experienced them. They will tell you it's been happening forever and ever and ever. What's different is social media, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the letter that was in Cedarburg. The, the, um, the family was willing to post it on social media and show everybody what it was. For the current events that we're talking about, we have video. So it, they're not brand new things, but they are maybe newly viewable things mm-hmm. maybe we didn't have video before or we did but it wasn't shared or something i've been thinking too about our bridge the divide concept mm-hmm. 
in some ways it it means bridging the divide between different cultures and races and ethnicities and ways of seeing the world. But more and more I'm thinking it's a divide, bridging a divide between people who see what we see mm-hmm. and people who don't see it at all. Right. And how do we reach the people? We we have allies in this that something some of these stories come out and they're like, oh yeah, I mean this is this is why the African American community struggles with the police right. mm-hmm. over and over. And then there's other groups of people <laughs> that are, you know, see it very differently. So right. how do we bridge that fundamental divide? Right. Right. Yep. And I think that this is the way, because when you talk through, if you put up a social media post, you put everybody on blast, it's there, it's in your face. If it makes you uncomfortable, you turn it off and you go away. If you don't agree, you either shoot something back or you walk away. When you can talk about it, you get to some of the nuances, you get to an an understanding, whether it's a compromise, whether it's a negotiation, I don't know what you call it, but only when you're talking can you have that back and forth. And I think that's the thing that convinces people, persuades people, lets them hear another opinion that's not necessarily shouting at them or not so... You give them a chance to interact with the information Mm -hmm. and I think that's important too it is where do we want to start off oh gosh well and we did oh wait we have this is live so we have a telephone number and you can call us and ask us questions um we don't mind hard questions but we're not going to take um ugliness and nastiness (laughs) so (laughs) but the telephone number to reach us here at CPL radio is 262 Two three five zero two six five, and you can call us. And uh, I am manning the phone, and I haven't done it before, so it might not be pretty initially. But you can call and and ask a question and talk to us, interact with us. We'd we'd appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Ahmad first? Let's do it. Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. Say his name. Mm-hmm. 26-year-old jogger mm-hmm. out of Georgia. Well, and 25 because didn't he miss his 26th birthday? Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm. I missed that part. Yep. So a young man, high school athlete, mama's sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was his job? I don't remember his job. Do you know? Um, I, I'd have to look I it up. I don't remember hearing... I just I'm trying to think of him in his personhood, right? Before we go into the story, right, right. Say his name, right. Um, but this was way back in March, in February, February, in February. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I'm getting all my stories. Oh no, <laughs> right? Because because there's so many, right? Yeah, it happened in February, February 23rd. Um. Oh yeah. It, the Greg, Greg and his thirty-four-year-old son Travis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, fatally shot him while he was out for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think some of the backstory is that there had been some robberies in the community, right? And I don't know. I I read this that he had been looking around a new construction house. Mm-hmm. 
like many of us do mm-hmm. when I'm passing a new house that's being built. Mm-hmm. I want to go peek in the window and see what it looks right. like. And no windows and no doors yet. Right. So mm-hmm. he's just checking it out. Um, and so they assumed that because he was black, he was committing a crime or up to no good or wanting to steal from someone in the neighborhood. Not that he could just be out for a jog. And so they, I don't, I don't even know what they said to him or did you see the video? Did you watch the video? So I did see the video. I saw it by accident Mm -hmm. um, because someone shared the news story. And of course I want to see, well, what in the world is this? And when I opened it, it started playing the video. So I didn't know what it is, what it was. I, I hadn't heard the story before. So I really had no idea. And in, you know, the two minutes I'm trying to figure out what happens, I, I watched a guy get killed. So um, I think that part of the argument that I'm seeing on social media is not that um, Ahmad died at the hands of the younger McMichael. That's the person that shot him because we see that and that's on tape. The the argument, the um, you don't know all the facts story is the background. Why was he there? What did they say? Did they know him from before? Is he the good sweet boy that his mom says? Um, uh, you don't know what he was thinking. You you know all all of the the mm-hmm. background is noise. Yeah, I think because whatever comes out, however it shows up when we go to trial, and that's another thing. You know that they were arrested two months so later. Late. That's yeah, but so late. but however however that all the evidence plays out, what you have is an unarmed man who was confronted by two armed men mm-hmm. and two vehicles and the one vehicle had the man that was recording and he was killed right so and then you have the extra layers of no one was arrested oh the da's recusing that one of them recused himself they didn't press charges early on what what, the um, older McMichael was, was he a former For, cop? Former or? police officer and, a, and an investigator that worked in. He had some connection the, to. Yeah, right, right. Them. Right. So so you have the, the incident itself, which seems horrible. No, that's not Heidi barking, I swear. Is there, <laughs> oh, I think I saw a dog in here, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and so you have you have the the actual incident that we have film of part of it. There's f- every day. I feel like there's more snippets of more film um, coverage and more photos coming out. So you have that information, and then you have, I guess, the the lack of action from law enforcement from the legal system, all of that, that happened in Georgia. This was in Georgia. Right. That happened in Georgia um, that led to no 
follow-up, no punishment, no arrests, no nothing until the whole world saw the video. Right. That is what finally put pressure on them to do. So, so now I think it's on a third DA. Oh, mm-hmm. um, because one recused himself, one was taken. Well, the first one thought they were within their current rights. Right. Right. So that's why. Yeah. You, it's self-defense. You know, if it was two black guys that uh, shot a white guy, you just know it. You know it. <sighs> that they would be in prison that yeah. night. Like it would not, it doesn't work the same the other right, way. Right, right, <sighs> And that's another, you know, again, with the layers and the nuances, people, when they think about racism, people tend to think, and we've had this conversation before, they tend to think there is this individual act of bigotry, hatred, ugliness, violence one person against another person and that's what racism is that could be as a result of racism but that's not all that it is if you have um an entire group of people at a legislative level and i don't know that they're all white but i'm saying that they're that it's a white group of people who are in power and control of the situation Mm -hmm. and that the only person that's black is the person that's dead right and that everybody else controls the story mm-hmm. they control how it goes they control who is uh, arrested who is not whose story we hear right whose we don't how do we not hear anything at all i think originally the police told the mom that uh, her son was um yes. had broken into a home right. and was in the midst of a burglary mm-hmm. and the homeowner killed him mm. In self defense, yeah, well, yeah, yeah because he was he was it was in in his house. So the person that killed him was not the homeowner. No, the house did not have windows or doors, so there wasn't a breaking and entering. No, it would be trespassing <laughs> at most. Trespassing, and some of the other videos that say, "Well, he was on that property before." I've seen. How many videos have I seen? I've seen two more videos of a person that to me looks very much like him. One is right before the, the um, murder and one I think was walking down the street. So one inside the house and one walking down the street. Um, And then I've seen pictures of someone who looks like they're, they have the same kind of clothes, a white t-shirt and some shorts, Mm. but it was at night. And so to me, Ahmad is a dark-skinned man, and the ones that show the still pictures, the hair looks like it could be his. The clothes look like clothes that he had worn before, but I can't see his face. I can't see his skin tone. I can't hmm. see. I can't see any of the things that me being a reasonable person, I believe, would say those people are the same people. I can't see those. So even. Even so, right? You do not take a life, right? For right. that reason, right? Right. I just kept thinking, what did this father? What kind of attitude and values did he pass on to his son? They were in this together. The father wasn't stopping him. Mm-hmm. Whatever conversations they'd had along the years, or attitudes, or things they believed, mm-hmm. were played out in that moment. Mm-hmm. They were played out. I they mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And it and and 
even when you take it away from the actual people that were involved in the actual incident, the people that you see on the news, the mm-hmm. people that you see in social media, how how do you say that a person, well, he shouldn't have been there, so he right. brought it upon himself? Like, is that what is that what you say? If if it was a white man in a black neighborhood and two black neighbors came out and said, you know, you're going to get out of my neighborhood because you don't belong here, whatever they're going to say to them, and then kill him. Are you going to say that same thing on social media? You know, it was fine. He shouldn't have been there, and he should have left when they told him to. Mm. I don't I don't know that that oh. the, the whole of, of uh, social media would be saying that same thing. So... Mm. I don't and, think so. and and that's again with the the race not race baiting it's another thing that I keep seeing coming up everything's about race you always bring race into it you always keep race out of it mm-hmm. when when you're the majority culture and you think that things are are um made to fit what you think what you like what you believe then you speak out only if it doesn't fit, you know, what what you believe. You right. as the ma- majority culture, the majority of the people. So how do you not, unless we can have a conversation and go have a back and forth, how do you not see the humanity in another man who lost his life and, and you don't think that that's a problem? Right. Oh. And it just echoes, yeah. you know, stories over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, the man that was eating ice cream in his apartment last year in Texas. Mm. And, and that cop came off her shift and shot him because mm-hmm. she, she thought he was in her home. Trayvon Martin. We have another person to talk about today, Breonna yeah. Taylor. Right, I, right, right. And, and again, with if we if we talk about, uh, before we... Before we um, move off of talking about Ahmad Mm -hmm. is people going up and bringing up his history. Well, right. right. He had uh, an arrest and a conviction and a something else. Seven years ago, he was shoplifting one time. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So now that you found that out, that tells me he deserved to die at the hands of right. No. no. (laughs) And where is, do, do any of the McMichaels have anything from when they were 18 hmm. that they did or said that wasn't right? You know, it's a, you can't play the game one way. It can't all be one-sided. And how is it not one-sided unless you're talking together, not talking to a camera. Right. Because I can talk to a camera and pat myself on the back and say all the things that I want to say, you know, talking to another person who doesn't have the same viewpoint, whether it's just a little bit different or whether it's a lot different and talk, not yell, not fight, not curse. I mean, that's a big thing. If you're talking to me and you're cursing at me, then, you know, I'm, I'm done because <laughs> I don't do that to you. So I don't want you doing it to me. You know, we have a lot of people in this community that want to talk and value it. Mm-hmm. And we also have a lot of people that don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I found out recently that last year at the high school in mm-hmm. Cedarburg, mm-hmm. there was a student doing a project, uh, a history project for an assignment for class. And she had seen 
the maps that Bridge the Divide helped bring into the library. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was inspired by, by those maps. And she wanted to know the story behind segregation. So she put a few months of work into her project. Her teacher was supported. She did a good job. And then she was called to the administration's office and told that she had to shut her project down. I don't know any more details than that. That was straight from the mother. Um, I don't know what they said or what reasons they gave. But to me, we are not willing to talk about hard things right. in our school system. Right. Well, well we are if it's the majority culture that says that they're hard. Or, or <laughs> if it doesn't make us look bad. Yes. We, we don't like to No look one bad. wants to... Yeah. self-reflect on things that are actually hard. Right. It's all about positivity. It's all about outward right. veneer. Right. It's about test scores. And we stop. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Because mm -hmm. the things that matter are in your heart and you have to stop and you have to face them. And it's mm -hmm. ugly. But you know what, Cedarburg mm -hmm. and Ozaki County, we all have it in our hearts and we have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm and we can recover. Why is it? We can it, grow. We can grow and be better people from before. If Just because you say, I think you did this thing and that wasn't right. You, you can grow from that and become right. a better person. It doesn't take you down and, well, now I can never be seen as good again. It's, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a curiosity and it's kind of a painful look, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like as a white person, I can say... I'm not very many years into this journey. What, right. Six years right. in. Right. Before that, I thought I was a really nice person. Mm -hmm. I mean. And you're still a nice person, right? <laughs> you're a nice person even if you get something wrong. It doesn't mean that you're right. not a nice person. But now, I, to me, it's so much more valuable to embrace the faults I have or false beliefs I had to live Honestly, with myself and with my community and other people, um, I think the wake in the wake of this COVID, I've been a little frustrated by the community health approach that we all have now. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, we're all going to do everything for community health, whereas healthcare disparities right. have been a decades-long problem. Right, and they when they weren't affecting us nice middle-class moms. Correct. Mm hmm. We didn't care. <laughs> and now, like the vitriol coming out from white upper middle class women, if you don't have a mask on, like <laughs> heaven forbid. Thankfully, I haven't seen a fist fight yet. <laughs> but, but like, but I've on, seen you some, know, on Facebook, some angry, some angry Facebook posts. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's so hypocritical yeah. that it's very frustrating. Right. Like, not that I I'm culpable in all of it, too. <laughs> all of it. But I'm just saying, like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Like, right. now we care about community health? Right. Come on. Right. And and how long does that anger or that um, we're going to do something about this, how long does that last? Does that only last as long as it's going to affect you? And as soon as it's not right. anymore, then it falls away. How do you follow up with things? How do you follow up with if the school system here incorrectly told somebody they couldn't do a project? You have to dig in and I don't want to say fight back because it's not an aggressive thing, but it is you have to fight for what's what's true and what's right. And what do you do with that? Because it's a fight. If you if you try to go to administration, to people in authority to say, I, I didn't like what you said. I didn't like what you did. I think you should change it. I, I think institutions like some of the legislative 
you know, in Georgia, mm-hmm. the, that institution there, the whatever, however they arrest people, mm-hmm. that's an institution. School systems are institutions. Yeah. Um, churches are institutions. Big bodies of people who have power mm-hmm. don't want to give it up. Right. And so right. there's really not a lot of impetus to change right. if you don't have to. Like, hey, we're the number two school district in the the state what mm-hmm. we're doing everything right everything right mm-hmm. so why do and we if you change? say differently then you are the bad person right. for trying to bring that up you know what that's called it's called gaslighting ah. i did a paper on this um <laughs> it, it's it came it came from this term in a movie um maybe the movie was called was it called gaslighting right ah <laughs> 1938 is it called gaslight gaslight and so this term it throughout the movie it was to make this person feel crazy for what they were seeing Mm -hmm. and that is still it's not a highly used term but i came across it in uh, a study of leadership styles Mm -hmm. so like in nursing academics for instance there's been gaslighting so if you bring up something that you see Mm -hmm. as a problem with the institution they will gaslight you mm-hmm. and make you feel like, no, you're the crazy one right. for pointing this out. Right. Because we have it all together. Right. So right. I call this the burden of perspective. Uh-huh. I call it that in a lot of places. And I, I talk to my husband about mm-hmm. it a lot. And I mm-hmm. want to write about it a lot. Because it is a burden. Because if you burden. know and you see, what do you do? And if you see it and the institutions don't want to change that's a heavy thing to carry. Right. It's a, and it's a big fight. I mean, especially when it's, you know, I was going to say man against the machine, but that's probably a different movie, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) but it is the one person against the system and where your resources, the, your, your social capital, your, do you have any of that compared to an institution compared to a system? No. And, and this must be at, in some ways, how racial minorities feel. In all feel. the ways. I, I'm just trying not to speak <laughs> because I am not one. But what I, you tell me, it yep. seems like it's like this giant gaslighting yes. thing in America. No, you guys are all crazy. Right. You, no, we're always we ethical. Would, we would never do that. What do you mean? What? Do you, what? Yes. Yes. So... so and I think that's what leads to the exhaustion of it. Right. If I spend my entire life trying to show you and prove to you that this is happening, when everybody who looks like you that's in the situation refuses to see and acknowledge, it's beating your head against a wall. Right. And you choose to either continue to do it thinking, I'm going to break through. And then people look at you going, you're not going to break through. You need to just stop because it's not going to happen. Or you try a new way and you try a different way. And I think this is one of the things, Bridge the Divide and having a podcast and having meetings is one of the ways of trying a new way. It's a new, you know, it's, it's what's happened. It's been happening and we're trying to tell, we're trying to tell you about it. So you should listen to us. But we're going to take a quick break and we're going to read you the phone number again so you can get to your phone and come back and call. You can call and ask us questions, comments at 262 235-0265. We'll take a break and see you in a minute. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.